sensation of arriving in places with a damp patch on the back of my shorts. I have about a hundred thousand pounds, more if we sold the house. I live about one and a quarter miles from school and walk there and back every day. The journey takes me about thirty minutes. It takes me about an hour from getting up to setting off. I have a medium-sized breakfast, but often a big one. Overall, I like school, but I don't like getting up at the ridiculous hour of 7.15. I am currently writing this at home, so the journey to work is a few seconds, but it still seems to take me about an hour and a half from getting up to starting work. I have a medium-sized breakfast, but often a big one. Since I now have diabetes, I try to go easy on the sugar. I still don't like getting up at the ridiculous hour of 7.15. Avoiding early starts was one of my big early ambitions, one that I have, by and large, fulfilled. I am left half of the school football team, and I also like running, swimming, cricket and putting. I am a big head. My favourite hobbies are stamp collecting, reading, writing and many other things. I continued to play football until I got into my forties, when ninety minutes became longer and longer, until one knackered evening I deposited my football boots in a plastic bag outside a charity shop on the way to the pub. I hike in the country, run a little, and go swimming in the sea or tooting Lido if it's hot. In my capacity as captain of the Dusty Fleming International Hairstylist Eleven, I still play the odd game of cricket in summer, but I no longer putt, and if asked, quote Barry Cryer, I don't play golf, I like women. Sometimes I am a stand-up comic, and you don't get much more big-headed than that. My stamp album is lost, but my favourite hobbies are reading, writing, and many other things. My father is a big man with a big nose. He is a policeman. At work, I think he is considered a bit of a laugh. He's practically held together by cups of tea. Since I mentioned twice that Sid is a policeman, I must have been proud of his standing. I remember walking with him one afternoon when he was off duty along Borough High Street, his regular beat, when suddenly I was alarmed to see two drunks shouting and running at us. But they ran to my dad and slapped him on the back, crying, Good to see you, Sid. Is this your nipper? Their affection spoke of the kindness he must have shown them at Kennington Nick. If ever there was a nice Bobby, then he was it. When people have said to me that I am like Sid, I am pleased and flattered. Big nose, bit of a laugh, a love of tea. I am, as best I can be, my father's son. My name is Arthur Smith, unless there's anybody here from Streatham Tax Office, in which case I'm Daphne Fairfax. This is the first joke I have done at a thousand stand-up comedy gigs, and to anyone listening to this from the Inland Revenue, may I repeat that it is a joke. But I am neither Arthur nor Daphne. My name, among members of my family, old friends and quite a few colleagues, is Brian. Since the death of Brian Baru, King of Ireland, in 1014, there has been a paucity of great Brians, but apart from a camping holiday with the Scouts when for two weeks I became Rufus, I have never fretted about the naffness of my given first name. When I meet someone for the first time now, I am Arthur, since introducing myself as Brian will likely prompt the question, why do you have two names? thus obliging me to go through the explanation that I have delivered more times even than the Daphne Fairfax gag.
Here is why Arthur is the name on this book. I was Brian Smith until the age of 28, when, after several years of trying, I was accepted as a provisional member of Equity, the Actors' Union. The union has a ruling that there cannot be two members with the same name, presumably to prevent unscrupulous young actors from exploiting the public by changing their names by deed polls of Judy Dench or Ewan McGregor before sending in their applications. Have you seen, dear? Tom Cruise is in Mother Goose at the Arts Centre. There already was a Brian Smith in equity. Because of him, I sat down one afternoon in the South London hovel where I lived and looked at the space on the form reserved for my new name. Whatever I chose would be my professional moniker, the name by which I would be known by the public and by my peers. I wrote down Captain Wanker. It was, I reasoned, noticeable, subversive and funny.